Little shell. Oh, how great. Scotland. Oh. I think that's a 3XL. That's the only one they had left when we were up there. Yeah. In Great Falls. yeah. That's great. We went up and watched it. It was cool. This year? What was that? that was like three years ago, wasn't oh, it? Yeah. When I got yeah. federally recognized. Oh, I was there. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I was not there. I was there when um, last year mm. during the powwow when Gerald was uh, given the board on it. Yeah. Yeah, that was Absolutely. pretty special. That's pretty cool. So, that was pretty neat. Yeah. Jared's talking about he wants to go to Ireland. Really? Because Irish people absolutely adore Native Americans. Yeah. Wow. And vice versa. French and he's like, people go nuts too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Native oh, my Americans. French family, they're like, every time I post, like, oh my God. Yeah. I can't remember which tribe it was, but they sent like $180 to Ireland during the potato famine because that's all they had. Wow. And so the Irish. Great big statue and a memorial and everything, and they like, yeah. So they're like super tight. So Jared is going to take his dad's war bonnet over there. Gosh, that war bonnet. That yeah. was the most sacred thing I've it's ever insane. been it's really cool. a part of. Yeah. yeah. It was really special. Yeah. Well, make yourself comfortable. Okay. And how close do you want this? Or what I mean, do you want just, me to do? Just, uh, you know, like kind of like this distance. This closer? Okay. Yeah. And you can okay. adjust that baby okay. around wherever. Like Wherever you'd like How's it. that right there? Yeah, I just okay. lean back and yell a lot. You do? Yeah. Depending on the subject? Tap stuff on the table. And oh, okay. He peels part, and stuff apart. No yeah. uh, headphones or anything? No. Okay. Oh, no, we're not, we're not that classy. You're yeah, not that I, fancy. I okay. Okay. Shit okay. And okay. He's always dragging all the stuff that side of the table, so I don't have as much stuff to <laughs> fidget with. And I'm just going to take your lead, right? You're going to ask the questions yep. and whatnot? Okay. I we're didn't gonna, prepare anything. Or, that's okay. all right. You know no. everything we're going to ask. I don't know about that, but give it a try. We'll figure it out. You do. We'll wander around. Okay. I think. You want to take the lead there? Sure. God save the stout. <laughs> God save the stout. <laughs> What's the date? Oh, I better sound. Uh, 28th. 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 2023. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Monday, August 28th, 2023. Oh, man. All day. It was a long one, and it's a little warm. Could watching council right now? Yeah, we could be. Why aren't we? <laughs> I think I know why we aren't because it's yeah. boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Friday packet, stocky and stout. I'm stout this time. Not stocky over there. Hi. And uh, in the dump studio 2.0, we have our special guest, uh, Lisa Harmon. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Happy to have you here. Gosh. Lisa. Is what's your official title? I'm senior pastor at Billings First Congregational Church. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely, senior pastor. Not that she's old. <laughs> she's just the oldest one there. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't no. know about that. No, no. Uh, the only one. <laughs> yeah, the only one there. The only yeah. one there. <laughs> yeah, not even close to the oldest one there. Oh well, no. That's how that goes. Getting That's there. all right. Getting there. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> yeah. all are. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, how long have you been over there? Gosh, uh, five and a half years now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. Doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Um, and uh, you launched over there from your excellent work at the DBA. We heard from you five or six years ago. Yeah. Right. Right. Were you? You'd. L- yeah, I was there. Yeah. I yeah. was. I had left downtown. Yeah. And so it must have been like right after. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was right after that I was on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But that was tiny house. That much time has passed, right? No, I cannot oh at gosh. all. That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to talk to you because you're doing some good and very interesting work over oh. there that I don't think a lot of people really know about. Hmm. Which um, I probably want to focus mostly on your winter sheltering mission that yeah. you've got going on over there, but also there's all kinds of cool stuff happening yeah. other than that too, you there's know, cool stuff, a boxing yeah. club, <laughs> uh, yeah. some other organizations are housed in the church. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I kind of want to just kind of get into that, uh, that, that winter sheltering mission that you've got. Sure. Um, mission, that's probably not the right word. Yeah. Sounds quest? too much like rescue mission. Side quest. quest. Side quest, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. What's it what's it called? Uh Shelter First. Shelter First. Right. All right. Yeah. And that's just like a, a cold weather situation for folks who don't have anywhere else to go and it's like a zero barrier kind of deal. That's right. You know, it was a low barrier shelter for 
actually, the continuum of care, that collaborative of social service providers and other kind of organizations out in the community that um, um, they're really in the work, right? They're in the day-to-day. And so uh, last year, um, you might remember that off the streets, together with the continuum of care, together with the crisis center and the and home front, formerly known as housing authority, mm-hmm. had purchased a hotel and did uh, what they called off the streets. Mm-hmm. And they called me not not this past year that we served, but the year before on December 29th and said, our location has flooded. Would you consider being the emergency place you know Mm -hmm. for this low barrier shelter and it took about probably 30 seconds for me to say yes Um, wait (laughs) let me make one phone call my church council president (laughs) (laughs) and um and so by that night people were in the church so we turned it around really quickly and folks were in the basement in our largest space space that we call fellowship hall and so that year we um we were able to provide over 4,000 shelter night stays that winter. Starting on December December 29th, 29th until April 5th. Wow. Yep, consecutively. And so it was pretty it was pretty amazing. Um and but it was it was different than last year's experience yeah. for Shelter First. Um in that first year when the hotel was flooded or sewage backed up or whatever the, the issue was. We got an emergency waiver through the fire department to be able to be in there. Cool. And that can happen, you know, in areas where, say, there's a big fire in a city. Sometimes they have to turn high schools into sure. shelters or churches into shelters. So so we were able to kind of honestly bypass some of the standards that might be out there in city code, mm-hmm. right? Because it was an emergency situation. And so... So um, we did that, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. the The assessment for folks was done at the crisis center that mm-hmm. year, and then people were shuttled over to the church. Um, and so this year was radically different yeah. than the previous year. So this year's shelter first, um, yeah, was was a different was a different scene for us. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, that first year, nothing really planned. Right, it just came together magically magically yeah and by magically i mean through a lot, a lot of, of hard, hard work, work yeah by absolutely a lot of people by a lot of people and a lot of sacrifice too yeah for sure and uh um i i forgot that 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 it flooded that time and that that was the was that, that the was second year they were doing it there back up i'm not sure if it was the second year quite I frankly i yeah. thought it was like the first year but i want to say it was the first year so on the community development block grant board which i'm on okay um, we were um, trying to basically, we were throwing money at it to uh, try to get it up to snuff. Um, and people had just gotten inside for the first time. And the, basically what they were doing, from what I understand, is taking flushable wipes mm. um, and sticking it into the sewer. And that's what kind of clogged it up. But Yeah, they're not flushable. They're not flushable. Not flushable. Yeah. They're and not this flushable. Is, this package. is an old building, right? Yeah. This is it was the Western Hotel. Kind of stock hotel, and yeah. right? And so you're going to see those things. And we saw those things at the church that year, too. You know, but, our, yeah. our plumbing, we've had... Um, cameras all down through our plumbing and it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. there's an old can of beans down there, <laughs> yeah, you know, there <laughs> things hanging up on that. But, you know, so we did have some issues. We honestly, frankly, went into went into the hole as a church, you know, mm-hmm. financially to be able to do that because, as you know, this past winter, there were funds available through the city of Billings for the continuum of care mm-hmm. to stand up a low barrier shelter and they chose Billings First Church as the site. Yeah. So this time we were able to have funding to be able to to provide, you know, the service that we needed to mm-hmm. provide. Yeah. But a radically different way of delivering that care this year. Yeah. So I guess uh this year, let's start with some figures. How many shelter nights did you have this year? This year we did over three thousand shelter night stays. Yeah. And the reason we did fewer is because in the year where the fire department in the city of Billings said this is an emergency situation, you know, let the people come, if you will, in Fellowship Hall, this year we were restricted in location in where we could house sure. folks. Yeah. And it was only where there were sprinkles in the bu- sprinkling in the building. Yeah. And Billings First Church is 
huge mm-hmm. and is not fully sprinkled. And mm-hmm. so we had to turn our daycare nursery space into the shelter and we could have maximum 31 people per yeah. night. So in the previous scenario, we had, we were able to have more. Yeah. So we did 3000 shelter night stays in 118 consecutive nights from the longest night, which was December 21st until April 18th. And we served 222 unique individuals. Wow. Yeah. And those were people who wouldn't, who weren't allowed in any other kind of shelter situation around town. Pretty much. Yeah. And frankly, um, it was very eye-opening, mm-hmm. and I've been in the issue for a long time. Yes, Joe. We go way back on this mm-hmm. issue, don't we? Yeah, right. We do. And so, um, I learned more last year than I've ever learned about the issue mm-hmm. in 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 doing, um, you know, in being able to be the site for the low barrier shelter with a lot of partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very eye-opening. The assessment portion of it was done you know, at the church where it was done at the crisis center prior to that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, to start on December 21st when it was about 20 below was, was very, very interesting. We know, we knew on that first night that lives were saved. There was no doubt about it. Um, you know, I tell some stories of folks coming in on that first night whose hands look like they had just climbed Everest without gloves. I had never seen anything that you know yeah. um, dramatic and 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 so sad um we were able to get people in and and keep them sheltered um and safe so it was really really cool cool yeah, yeah. that's good yeah um <clears throat> just to satisfy the curiosity of yeah. anybody listening why would people not be allowed in another shelter area why would they not be allowed to go to that well i'm glad you, you mentioned that because i think i veered off in that last question a little bit yeah, because we what was so eye opening for me is that the church as the site of the low barrier shelter was the only ADA accessible oh. site in the city of Billings wow except for the crisis center that is not a shelter no okay the shelter or the crisis center can have people for 23 hours and 59 minutes and that's it but um, we could house people overnight. Mm-hmm. And so what we saw was most people came on with walker, you know, using walkers, wheelchairs, crutches, things like that. And it really exposed a huge gap in the city of Billings for people that have um, disability mm-hmm. um, or are living with disability and also um, many of them with a co-occurring sure. Um, illness like mental health challenges or substance abuse disorder. And so um, for me, like I said, I've been um, involved in the issue for a long time. And it really, I it was as if like sunglasses came off or, and I could see a little bit more clearly around the issue because again, the assessment portion, we had mental health workers who assessed everybody to see where is the best location for them. Is it the church or is it honestly a hospital? Is it some other, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, location, depending on how they presented. And um, yeah, huge gaps in service for people that are disabled um, and also struggling with another challenge. Sure. And um, it's really, really heartbreaking. Um, And that was really hard for me. Um, and, and just exposing, you know, again, um, how we're not able to provide appropriate and safe services for all of our community. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah, that was, that was huge for me. Um, and I learned more than I ever have in 14 years in, in that, in that, yeah, in, in doing the shelter this year, this past year. That's amazing. Yeah. I guess I did a little tour of the mission rescue mission building a couple of months ago and oh, it, wow. yeah that you walk in the door and it's immediately stairs yeah there's just exactly no way around that right in there right i mean they need to fix it but yeah right that makes perfect sense yeah you could sit just inside the door in your wheelchair yeah but that's as well, far as you could get and the fact is is that wheelchair is really symbolic of what we're doing with people we're just pushing them around mm-hmm. we're just pushing them around from the er to another place pushing them around to another place and they are left in the street um you know um not well and not yeah. taken care of mm-hmm. and we actually we actually did um 
have a death at the church. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really very difficult. Yeah. And it was someone who was in a wheelchair who, um, who could not have made it up the ramp on his own mm-hmm. um, because we have a ramp, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and this person um, never was able to do that, but this person had been left at our church many times before sure. um, during the day, you know, when we weren't open for shelter first at night. And um, unfortunately, this person did perish on our property coming after hours, after mm. intake and all that. And um, I took it as mo- as anybody would. Just yeah. it was really, really hard for me. I was very angry, um, you know, that our wall at the church was the difference for this person. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, this person had been discharged from the hospital on that day um, and, and, and had, you know, just a hard hard row wonderful person that we were able to successfully shelter for a long time sure yeah and um so you know um we can do better and we must do better and um you know in terms of shelter first and other things you know that i learned um i really learned that for 118 days to welcome people at the church um you get to be deeply relational with people Mm mm-hmm as they're coming into the church, we had 39, 31 spots, excuse me, 31 spots, but about 50 people would show up every day. Yeah. And intake was at 6.30. They'd show up at 11 a.m. or 12 a.m. or yeah, 1 I or remember. 2 to get a space. They just wanted a space. And um, and so for those that would come back consecutively, not always, we just really began to have a relationship with them. Of course, it took a lot of partners in this, mm-hmm. the crisis center with their mental health um, workers, um, Big Sky Event Services and their security team at night. Um, we had Lita Pepion as volunteer coordinator, and she did a bang-up job. We had incredible volunteers. Um, the continuum of care, you know, across the board, Cody Christensen um, from the DBA and, and, and the outreach coordinator there, he would come and just a lot of, a lot of partners that I can't remember them all, you know, right now. And I, and forgive me for that. Um, But um, we learned that, and I, I learned that relationship has so much to do with helping someone move through Mm -hmm. uh, the continuum of living on the streets to being appropriately housed or, um, you know, just, just doing and feeling better in their life, you know? So relationship was really important. Um, every night that people could stay there, they didn't have to wonder about where they might be for the night. Sure. Yeah. And if that is what motivates you all day long, am I going to eat and where am I going to sleep? There's very little time for, you know, being employed. There's very little time for making those meetings and appointments that, you know, they should be making. So what we saw, you know, over the 118 days was people being able to trust somebody and trust some folks and then say, oh, wow, you know, I slept well, I ate well, and they would consider next steps in their lives that they hadn't before. And so I learned deeply that relationship is huge to this issue where most people, you know, I mean, here's the deal. Um, A lot homelessness, people experiencing homelessness, it's a very hard issue, right? It's complex and can be very complicated Mm -hmm. for some people. It is episodic or some people it is one time only, but there are a lot where there are complex, um, scenarios. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't think we've ever really found the answer too well for it. No, (laughs) right. So I guess what I'm saying is we've tried an awful lot of different things. Yeah. And here for 118 days, they were in our church. Folks were in our church, and they became part of our community. I became part of their community. And it was absolutely the one of the biggest things I've ever been a part of, one of the most transformational things I've ever been a part of. And I've done a lot of it, you know, yeah, working, yeah. like I said, in the realm. And so this was very, very eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine so. Um <clears throat> Yeah, you know, like Finland basically solved their housing, their homelessness problem by yeah. spending a whole bunch of government money and building a whole bunch of housing. Right. That's the housing first model. Right. Which is a little different from a continuum of care model where you just get somebody 
a place to live first right and then start them on the continuum right and that you know may not be feasible for the city of billings budget to build several thousand places to live but yeah that's you know that's one model that's proven to work well and i wish people would look at a little bit more when i do too. that kind of stuff i do too you know joe for us to do um the sheltering for 118 days i know that 31 people were sheltered overnight mm-hmm. and they weren't out in the streets mm-hmm. getting hurt yeah and they also weren't out in the streets creating maybe issues sure yeah absolutely for the city as well mm-hmm. right yep. so it was at the end of the day a safety thing for the city but also for obviously for the folks that were there so i would 100%. argue that probably millions of dollars were saved over 118 days oh yeah of having 31 people a night uh-huh. safe and sheltered yeah and so you know for you know is your budget a moral document <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, count all the years, you know, we've done the studies, mm-hmm. you know, downtown, you've done twice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, once when I was there and once more uh, again about the huge cost um, to um, abandoning people on the street and leaving people isolated in their addiction and how much that costs cities. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's money. I think, yeah, to, you to work with this money, yeah. right? So, I mean, you know, obviously it's uncompensated, you know, money when it's out there, you know, being cost to a city. But um, I think we do. I think we can have the solution. I think more than ever, I believe there is a solution, and I believe it is with safe, appropriate housing on mm-hmm. the front end and relationship. Yeah, I mean, it it just can't be abandonment, you know, mm-hmm. in a in a hotel. No, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, hotel waiver. I I was in there for intake, uh, watching intake. At the tra- church? Yeah. Okay. Trying to help out a little bit. Thank you. I, I think I was I there? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. You know, it's just, a, oof, there was a yeah. lot going on. There was a lot going on. That's right. That's um, what I remember. That's right. And there, I don't think anybody walked in there seeking shelter who didn't know people in there doing intake and everybody's name was known as they came in. Right. You know, they had to give their name and everything. Right, right. You recognized Everybody who was coming in That's right. and spoke with them and knew what their needs were. And a mm-hmm. couple of folks came in and yeah. we got them right back to the bathroom to get cleaned up a little That's bit. That's right. That's right. A lot of people needed so much care. And mm-hmm. again, goes to that issue of us, you know, as a city, not taking care of people who are disabled and also have another maybe co-occurring mm-hmm. thing happening, um, especially wheelchair bound. I mean, the amount of times that... You know, we were able to get people in soiled clothing, in clean clothing, and clean their feet and, you know, the whole nine yards, night after night, because thank goodness, gratitude and action gave us a lot of things for, we created a little free store, and our volunteers were, again, amazing and um, not afraid, and it was, it was, it was more simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we make it complicated a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. And what was so neat, you know, so many nights was like our volunteers just, once they would do it, they were like, I'm I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had volunteers in our church from other churches who are not in line with our theology <laughs> at all. Yeah. And they would not miss a night of being in our church doing this and said they'd never seen anything more holy in their lives That's good. than that work that was happening. And we were all around the table. And what was really cool is sometimes if you walked in there at night, we have this kind of like high top table that seats like six or eight people. And there'd be like, you know, 14 people around it and they were playing Yahtzee and they were singing songs. You thought you just walked into like a, a pub, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what they yeah. were doing and they were having like community and relationship and, you know, they really care about each other, their family on the street. You know what I you mean? Bet. So this is my brother. This is my sister. This is, it was, it was, like I said, one of the biggest learning um, experiences in my life. I bet. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a uh, one lady who I see fairly often who mm. was in there when I was helping out that night and she's still, yells and waves at me. (laughs) Yeah, it's really nice. And I was there one night. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you were someone who was in need of shelter Mm -hmm. and didn't qualify for any other spot in town, 
What's the process like for a client or a well, guest or whatever? So you have to know that the continuum of care is not doing this again. They're okay. not doing shelter first at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to invest in temporary. I think they don't. They, they would rather invest in long-term solution than a temporary one at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and the city also, I don't know that, that they're talking about the issue and I, you know, snow's going to fly in four yeah. weeks, right, or whatever. Right. It's, it's hot. And nobody's weeks. thinking about nobody's it. Nobody's really thinking about it. Yeah. So we are not the site this winter. Wow. So there is not a low barrier shelter no right now. There is no plan. Now, having said that, the rescue mission has a capital campaign that they're in and a construction program or project and all that. I don't know where that is right now, um, and I'm very hopeful that they will do what they profess, um, that they take everybody and and take care of everyone. I'm hopeful that they'll do that this winter. Um, And then there are a couple of other um, individuals who are, I've heard recently, um, someone bought a little bit of property um, and is going to try to do off the streets. And so um, Craig, um, Mm -hmm. this gentleman, uh, his last name, Barthel, maybe? Yeah. Uh, I think. Excuse me. He used to work at St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah, he used to be at St. Vincent de Paul Mm -hmm. and and now is, um, he owns the Big Five and um, also has apparently, this is what I've heard, so can't quote me as, you know, it being a fact, but that he's bought a building and his board is wanting to do an off-the-streets low-barrier uh, winter shelters. So I'm hopeful for those things, but, um, you know, the city, um, again, that funding, we can't do it at the church without no mental health assessment and security and all the other things yeah, that it takes, not, you know, it's, free. it's not free. The laundry, we did the laundry, you know, we had it, we sent it out for a while. Then we, we did it in house. Thank you. Spare change rural change for the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but laundry was one of our biggest expenses every night. We did blankets and pillowcases, which is not the case in other areas. Um, so it was super, super clean and healthy and all those other things that we offered, you know? So, um, we went over and above what the city asked of us in our contract through volunteers and donations. The community was completely generous around food and bottled water and socks and things like that. Um, so, um, it is not rocket science. This can be done. It's proven. Absolutely. Done it. I'm sorry, but there are so many empty buildings, you know. I know, I it's ridiculous. Sit, and, and we won't go there around, you know, refugees or immigration. But um, <laughs> I know there's a lot of empty bed, bath, and beyonds and Pier 1 and ports across the nation that we could yeah. probably treat people really well. Yeah. And but, really nice couches and linens, too. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, good point. So <laughs> Clean, clean towels. I don't go for it. But, you know, I just yeah. think that, you know, we overthink. And I think we think that we need, you know, trillion-dollar strategies when, frankly, we just opened that nursery daycare space that you saw, mm-hmm. which was, you know, about as big as the area we're in. Yeah. And we made it work. And we returned money to the city of Billings. Oh, Yeah. We returned Absolutely. money from the money that was allocated to the city of Billings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you're right. It was just a room. Right. And you had some mats on the floor for people who could get on the floor, and you had some cots, cots donated for by who the uh, Red Cross for yeah. people that couldn't. That's yep. right. And, you know, it, it, I so, yeah. Who fed the folks? So um, volunteers did, and it was pretty amazing. Um, one night would be fajita bar. Another night was um, meatball subs. Um, <laughs> you know, it was it was nuts. People just took that on as their raison d'être, you know, mm-hmm. was, was the meal portion of it. And it wasn't required, but, um, boy, was it. Was it really joyful for people? And not every night. Oh, oh, and then Harvest Church came every Wednesday. Cool. Harvest Church came and did a meal every Wednesday, and I was so grateful for them. Um, yeah. So um, different people took on different nights, and they kept making it more interesting and, and yeah. better and, you know, more fun. And That's um, wonderful. People that were served said they have never been treated with such dignity. That's and lovely. a lot of the folks still come to the church. You know, they come mm-hmm. in, they sit, um, they come to church sometimes on Sunday, though that was never part of the program or a goal no. or anything like that. Um, it was it was just to be community and to be able to use 
a very large building in a way that is part of our value set there at the church. And, um, but, um, some of them have not missed a Sunday and they make all the coffee on Sunday. They come early and they become members of the church. That wasn't part of the deal, but that's where their heart is. And we're still in deep, deep relationship with probably over 50% of those we served, you know, just see them from time to time. Not that that's a daily thing. Um, after the shelter closed, this was in April, right? Which was April 18th, oh. right? You know, we saw people do less and less well. Yeah. Less and less well than when they had a stable place. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, um, and so, yeah, and I've made visits to hospital, to the hospital for some folks who, we had a rainy spring season. And so for people on the street, um, with a lot of rain like that, there were there were lung issues. There was uh, pneumonia. Mm-hmm. It was still cold at night, yeah, it was you cold. know, and it was wet and damp, and that's just a bad deal. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of their bedding and things like that, so um, it's just yeah, it's just that uh, stable housing, you know, uh, makes a big big difference. Well, and feeding thirty one people who probably haven't eaten that day. Right. Every night, that's a lot of grub you can go through, too. That, like, that, it was. It was. And it was nutrient-dense, you mm-hmm, know. It mm-hmm. wasn't just, let's see if we can feed people for 37 cents a night. Yeah. It was fruit every meal, you know. Yeah, good food. Oh, good food, right? And that made a huge difference, I think, for people. And I think that's part of the strategy going forward, you know. So that can really help people restore. Makes a big difference. A huge difference, yeah. Absolutely. And just the ability to clean yourself up. Right. And be able to relax a little bit rather than just be on defense. On defense. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I did like that. You showed me around and showed me that free store that you had. Yeah. Um, You basically turned your coat room into a big walk-in closet with any kind of supply a person would need. Right, right. So that would be toothbrush, toothpaste. Depends. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks that we served, you know, uh, with disability needed that yeah. and, um, you know, restored dignity to people, you know, through that. And then there was food in there, bottled water, and then clothing racks for all sizes mm-hmm. um, for men and women. And, um, and um, I can't remember what else we had. We had shoe rack. We had, you know, and that was like a daily thing, people coming in, you know. Um, unfortunately, you know, for folks that are experiencing life on the street, um, it can be, it's rough out there yeah. and things are stolen from people, you know, because, true. you know, there's this scarcity kind mm-hmm. of mindset that I don't know if I'm going to have what I need tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, it wasn't uncommon for people to come in every day. Oh, I have to tell you one of the, one volunteer we had, she, uh, made wool mittens. Oh yeah. Yeah. You showed me that. Yeah. Out of like old wool, woolen sweaters or coats or, and they were fleece lined. They were a big deal and a very big hit. I know there were digits saved, you know, with those. And then we had a lot of hand warmers and foot warmers and things like that. So yeah, the community really came out for that free store, which was really great. Yeah. That's, that's lovely. Uh, any businesses get involved and donate yeah. and stuff to you? Yeah, we had a car dealership. Oh. It was Denny Menholt, I think. Really? I'm pretty sure, yeah, that donated winter jackets. They did a winter jacket drive. Cool. Um, and, um, gosh, I'd have to look at my spreadsheet. Yeah, of all I know. The got folks that, yeah. A lot of moving parts. Churches, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the community that came forward, um, the Catholic churches, um, all kinds of, yeah, um, four square churches, um, just was really, really an incredible thing. Our denomination as well, the Mayflower Church on the West End. And, um, yeah, and, it, you know, honestly, I say the solution is simple, but the work is not easy. Um, and not well paid either. It, right, right, not it's, well paid. It's and, difficult to get the people to do it. Right, right. It's hard work, you know, and, but... Like I said, the work is hard. So the church really worked hard, you know, um, mm-hmm. to pull that off. I and mean, we're a busy building, you know. We've got a lot of things happening in there. To have 50 people in front of your church every day when you've got choir and you've got, um, you know, youth group and boxing and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Four Six Pride and all those things. And not one day, 
not one call, not one email did I get that said, what is this? And you have to stop or I find this, whatever. That's I had great. a problem. Not one person ever called me and, and, and complained, not one of our campus partners. And I didn't get a complaint from the community, but for what I heard from counsel, from a council person yeah. who said, you know, it's become an eyesore and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, mm. it's that's the reason that Burger King closed. Sure. And that's Did the he have reason. a mustache? I don't know. <laughs> I did not even go to watch it, but I thought, <laughs> you know what? Blight moves like an anemia, and it has nothing to do with Billings First Church. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, hell no. It has to do with a Gazette building that's empty next to a Burger King. In next that's to, poorly managed. You know, I mean. It's not there anymore all now. The things, you know. So, I mean super uh opportune time for some great development around there but i guarantee you that billings first church and shelter first had nothing to do with burger yeah. king closing nope. with not at all was it perkins no uh denny's denny's mm-hmm. denny's um mm-hmm. you know the hub closing was the first part was the first you know part of that right yeah. i mean so think about that we don't have a day shelter for folks really nope. i mean yeah. that was just like a shifting of funding right right that right, exactly. It was like they decided it wasn't economically feasible. Right. And so if that happened first and then some other dominoes started falling. Mm-hmm. But I I guess, you know, there were maybe some people that maybe were disgrunt- disgruntled that we did it. But if I could sit down with them and tell them what we did do for the city and what we did do for these folks, yeah. you know. But also hell with them. <laughs> I don't care what they think because they're wrong. No. I yeah. mean, that disappointed me when I heard it, but I yeah. figured that it's not uncommon for people to think that way, I guess. You know, it's so. ignorance, and that's, a, that's all. You yeah. know, and some people don't want to learn. Yeah. And I, I know that it's really uncomfortable for some people to see someone on the street because it makes them think about themselves and yeah. how their life is going and yeah. maybe makes them think, man, I'm. If something had gone wrong at one point, I would be there too. Right. That's a that's a scary thing to think about for some people. For sure. sure. And, you know, there's a lot of people who also think if you provide services. Just like enabling the, them. Yeah. yeah. Enabling, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and well, it's, uh, keeping them alive yeah. is not enabling them. Yeah. We, we had one council member come and we invited all of them to come and volunteer. And Jennifer Owen came. Mm-hmm. And um, she... Her, you know, her jaw kind of dropped at what was happening and, you mm-hmm. know, in that space and who we were helping. And she was very, you know, much wishing that more council people would come yeah. because you and, and she had a fair amount of righteous anger as well, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, about what was happening. And um, but I think she felt like um, like a lot of us do that, um, you know, it's a very. um there are many individuals that came to shelter first that um, would be very difficult to employ. There are very people that mm-hmm. are just needing um, help and probably will need supportive case management for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Right. So when people say, "Oh, just get a job," or you know, whatever, um, it's, that easy. it's it's not even part of the equation. Um, the most beautiful thing that you can do is is rise to meet that person you know where they are and help them in that way and i think we can be that community i mean i think you know all the partners in billings first church proved that you can do that you know um but for some reason we don't go there i don't know we don't go there for those kinds of strategies we it's not. We need a two hundred fifty thousand dollars feasibility study to tell us something <laughs> that we're not going to do again. You know? Yeah, imagine that. But it's it's a lot of people. They wanted the accountability. I understand that they want to know if the tax money they're paying is going towards a worthy cause they deem as worthy. They want the checks and balances with it. But when I heard uh, Stout wanted you to come and then talk with us again, it, it's I. I don't think you uh, think of you as like Fred Rogers, but I th- every time I think of you as <laughs> as Fred Rogers, because he was he's he's always like look for the helpers, yeah. and, and you are the antithesis of oh. of a helper in this community. Yeah, and I feel like a lot Fair of people enough. in this community overthink what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and you were just thrust into the situation where the Western Hotel shut down. Yeah, and you opened up the shelter. People came in, and then. People 
started coming out of the woodwork. Right, mm-hmm. right, absolutely. I, I guess, would you, would you say that Billings in general kind of overthinks things mm-hmm. and, <laughs> you know, wants a paper trail and wants three studies on the shelf that they can pull from and say X, Y, and Z, yeah. rather than just saying, we need to do this because... If we don't, this person's in trouble. Right, right. Oh, I would agree with you. <laughs> They're not, sure. I mean. For sure. Yeah. I also think we've got um, this fear of of um, running with something because we might fail at it. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. there's that too, That's right? Yeah. Like, you know, this kind of like risk averse, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Billings First Church is not known for being risk averse, right, at our no. church. So, no. I mean, you know, for, for us, I, I think that that's part of it. Joe, I really do. Yeah. yeah. I think part of it is that we think we need that beautiful strategic plan, which is which is really important too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that. Strategy is really, really important. But at the end of the day, we overcomplicate things and there's too many people yelling at the same time or whatever or competing. Yeah. This uh, is just a giant thoughts. table with people talking. Right, right. And so what what Shelter First showed me is that we don't have to overthink it. And there are a lot of helpers out there and they all, wow. You know, some people just open the door. Are you the, are you the church that's providing shelter? Yeah. Here, here's this, you know, one woman, she heard we were going to open and she brought like a side of beef, like a half of <laughs> wow. cow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and then she made all these vitamin C packs. So everything in the in the Ziploc bag was, was nutrient dense, like, and vitamin, you know, and like, she's like, and she kept making these packs and it was just like, Oh my gosh, look at this. Yeah. The community wants this and wants to help. Right. And, um, and yet we have leadership that's just wringing their hands at the table. Right. Mm -hmm. What are we ever going to do? You know, or how can we do something? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, and then I don't want to act like, it's an easy thing either. You know, we yeah, had, it's not. It's we, never has there been. was money put towards making sure that we could do this and do it well. But again, for the whole winter, what was it? Less than $200,000. Yeah. Pretty um, easy. What, right. What, I mean, you that, know, I mean, I think so. Um, that study we did, do you remember how much a, Oh, shut up. Do you remember how much the, uh, uh, uh man down call cost when that was cops, Ambulance, EMR, and f- uh, AMR, and yeah, yeah firefighter. Oh, it was like, it was millions, it was millions of dollars that we were go or something like that. Yeah, we were spending. Yeah, on so, individuals. Yeah, it was millions in uncompensated. You know, yeah, yeah money to these different organizations. Absolutely. I mean, I I don't remember the study we first did, Joe, but, and I think you've, and and the numbers were pretty consistent. From, you know, there's this million dollar man. You yeah. know, the story about the million dollar man, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he just keeps going in yeah. cycling in and out of ER and, you know, whatever and costing the city millions of dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so for 3000 shelter night stays, the average for per person for the winter was like $900. Yeah. That's nothing. Okay. Yeah. For a winter. Right. Yeah. For 118 days. And that person was also fed and that person was cared for, you know, I mean, so, but boy, oh boy, you know, um, you need, you need, yeah, you need need a good good support system because you're, you're meeting those people at a a lot of them at the, the worst, not necessarily the worst point of their life, but at not the greatest point in their life. And you're asking a lot of someone to, to help them navigate that whole system. Absolutely. Um, So if we saved, if we saved a 31 man down calls a night for 118 nights at $10,000 a call, that's $36 million that, I mean, that's, that's actually probably about right because what was the study? A hundred people, super users cost what? 120 right. million or something like right. that this last time. Right. Yeah. That's not unreasonable. $36 right. million. Exactly. I mean, exactly. it sounds ridiculous, but right. It was $180,000 to save $36 million. Yeah. It's a pretty decent investment. Yeah. I have to tell you, you know, I'm going to go back to that relationship piece again mm-hmm. because the work, again, to do it doesn't need to be complicated. The work is not easy because you've got people in crisis every single night coming yeah. in yeah. because their needs have not been met, because their feet are frozen, because they're off their meds, because, 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 right? So... Um, 
you you need a you need a really good team around that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about that relationship piece that comes back in. Um, over the course of it, there's this kind of long falling in love with each other. And I know that sounds all kumbaya, but there's respect on both ends, yeah. right? Um, and and so um people are disarmed in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And so crisis became less and less as people's needs were met and as they knew that they were welcome and cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was a whole different show. Um, so, so I think that you need all that support through mental health, um, security. You know, we, we had to call downtown resource officers. We had to call sure. PD, of course. you know, at times, um, and, um, but, but I think, I really do think it's this coming together of, of a plan that doesn't have to be overthought and with consistent care, mm-hmm. you know, too. I think that that makes a huge difference. Well, I, you know, I got to tell you during that intake, a fella came in that pretty regularly yells, fuck you at me. Yeah. And I helped him to the restroom and had a really nice conversation with him. Right. Everybody's just polite and it's. Like like you've been saying, they're 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 relaxed yeah. and they're less worried and their anxiety is down. Right. And they know where they're gonna they're they know they're gonna be warm that night. And I mean, it was amazing how orderly and respectful and friendly yeah. everybody yeah. was walking in there. And that's part of it, you know, was our our lobby area that we call mm-hmm. the Narthex. It's got couches and it's got, you mm-hmm. know, chairs and high top table and all that. So when they came in, it didn't look like a warehousing situation. No, yeah, it was like come into our living room and we didn't take down, there's art all over that building. Didn't take down any of it, Mm-mm. you know, just hanging on the Why walls. Yeah. yeah. Just that. Cause people were like, are you going to take the art down? Are you going to, I'm like, no, we, you know, we're yeah. inviting them in. And so it, it, they were treated and approached in a very different way. And I think that that made a huge difference. It really does make them feel human. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of dignity. And and yeah, that they're sacred, you know, and I, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that, that was really, that was really incredible for us. Yeah. It was wonderful to watch. Yeah. Um, I, (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not happening again this year. Me too. (sighs) Yeah. My staff said, can we do this all year round? I was like, whoo. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we could do, but we'd have to have partners all year round then. Yeah. You know, we can't mm-hmm. just do the church, obviously, mm-hmm. do that. It was a big push. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people coming together. A lot of volunteer Yes, we hours. could do that. A lot of volunteer hours. Um, yeah, just a ton. Um, love to be able to do that again, uh, again, with the kind of support that we had to do it. Yeah. I have to tell you, one night, um, you know, I was MOD manager on duty a couple of nights a week. And, mm-hmm. you know, Cody took a night and... Um, Morgan and Lita and, you know, a lot of other people, new volunteers would take nights. And one day I, it was Saturday night. I came back. I, I, I left that Saturday night. I went home and the next morning I came to church for Sunday service. They had left by that time because, you know, about seven o'clock, everybody was out in the morning and mm-hmm. our church doesn't start till 1030. I get there generally pretty early and taped on my door was an envelope that you might find in our pews if you want to give a donation. Mm-hmm. It's a pew envelope. Yeah. And it said name blank. You know, that's where you can put your name, amount, mm-hmm. date, whatever. It said name. People on the street, the amount, $20. They had collected among themselves $20. And made a donation. And made a donation to the church. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And I thought that is the most generous donation we've ever yeah. had. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they and they put their address streets, you know, downtown mm-hmm. Billings, you know, and yeah. filled out the pew card. And I just took that thing and kind of wept, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh. And yeah, how could you not? Right. And they would have little cards that they would make. And, you know, they were just so grateful. Gave them gave you everything they had. Mm-hmm, just so grateful. That's and then amazing. it became this kind of thing where we got to know people so well that it became like this big mutual aid network mm-hmm. because they would start in the morning bagging up everything and putting it by the back door where volunteers would typically do that. They would 
They would volunteer to go down in the laundry room and keep the laundry going. Yeah. They would volunteer to do um, folding up all the mats or spritzing them or whatever, washing them. And, you know, so it just what became was this really um, exercise in like community to the way that I think we're supposed to be for each other. Taking care of their house. Yeah. Taking care of their house, taking care of us, at the church, Mm -hmm. picking up trash. Um, It wasn't uncommon for them. Um, if I came super early for them to be snow shoveling the stairs, I mean, it really did become this really beautiful mutual aid network. Yeah. They're all part of, you know, they're, they're a part of the the community itself. They don't want to be seen necessarily as a burden. They, they know how to shovel snow. They know how to take care of themselves. Right. Um, they just want to be given the opportunity to actually do that again. And, and you gave that to them and... You saw the results. Absolutely. You, yeah. It's it's not like you were giving him, you know, a 2,000 square foot house on the West End. It's like, here are the keys. We'll see you later. Yeah. Thumbs up, you yeah. know. Yeah. Right, right. Um, it was about accountability all, too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. One, one gentleman showed up not long ago with a hammer drill and he said, I've been wanting to fix that sign outside your place for so long. I said, I don't even want to know where you got that hammer drill, but you can Jeez. fix my sign. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. I, I suppose, yeah, you even created a sense of community ownership of the church too. Absolutely. They became very, and they would check each other in line, you know, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't go there. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, this place is, has been so gracious to us. And, you know, so yeah, there was this sense of community there that people would start protecting the church, you know, so. That's pretty cool. It was, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, I, we could probably write a book about some of the experiences, but you know, I yeah, mean, there were. should. Far more, far more positive, healthy ones than mm-hmm. any negative ones. Mm-hmm. But there were those too. You know, well, people yeah. that didn't get along. But we're going to have to be almost right on top of each other in two small buildings, right? People mm-hmm. that on the street were absolutely opposed to each other. You know, they had to figure it out, and they did. They would for that for that time. And I think it's because they respected the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. During the time that they were there, it was Christmas, Christmas Eve, Easter, all that in the church. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so yeah. it was like amazing. Like we'd have concerts and they could come in if they wanted, if there was a concert there. And um, yeah, it was just, it was pretty amazing. Christmas, our youth group and others made them stockings. Everybody got a, a Christmas stocking. Cool. And yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool. Whether that maybe was their faith tradition or not, they were sure. really happy to be thought about, you know, in Absolutely. that way. And there was special breakfast on those holiday type things, you know, so it was really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what else is going on at the church? What What other yeah. things, organizations, activities I yeah. mean, you, you got a lot of stuff going got on. Got a lot of great things happening. You know, we've, we're the 406 Pride Resource Center for the LGBTQ plus two spirit community. And um, it's such a great center. It, it's just, I call it probably one of the most beautiful places on campus mm-hmm. and colorful and vibrant. And um, the board of directors there, um, I'm lucky to be on the board this year. Um, I haven't, even though it's been in our on our campus for several years. And I mean... Pride Festival, I mean, Forest Six Pride is doing a great job. That Pride Festival has grown and is doing great things for the community in the downtown, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, I personally emptied every trash can after Pride Festival this year. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) With Marcus, our youth pastor, we were on detail. We clipped all the parking meter tags, tags, did that, and... um, I clocked in like 12 miles that day of, you know, working the festival on my feet. It (laughs) was awesome. But anyway, Four Six Pride is a great partner on campus and doing great things for um, the community at large, Mm -hmm. but particularly creating a beautiful, brave space for the LGBTQ plus two spirit community. So I'm really proud of that. Um, uh, The Billings Elite Amateur Boxers. We have a boxing club, if you can believe that. And there's about 20, 25 um, young athletes that are in our space Monday through Thursday evening, about five wow. o'clock to about seven thirty, And they are, their coaches are hardcore. It's so cool. And they, 
they are really doing great things with these this group of uh, young boxers. Very diverse group, and um, we love it. They had their regional tournament in our fellowship hall, so it was a big <laughs> ring set up, and it was like major. And I I went with Harmon, and yeah. it was so incredible to see these young. We've got national gold medal folks that are boxing out of this club. No kidding. No kidding. That's great. Gold medal, silver medal, and they're they're incredible. Um, we have, um, gosh, what else is happening in the building? Um, you know, Project Lunch, Eat, Share, Give. Mm-hmm. Sarah Moyer is still in the building in the kitchen. Big old commercial kitchen in the basement. Right, right. Um, Food for the Soul was mm-hmm. in our building over the winter and served about 75 individuals um, every Friday at noon. So in addition to the sheltering, we had food um, service going on um, for folks that were in need of meals. Yeah. Now they're at South Park, as you're probably aware, mm-hmm. through Goldstein Little Eagle and Rosalind Bigback. They oversee that. Um, and then they're going to come back into the church for the winter and feed um, noon every Friday. So that'll come well, back good. into the house. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. White Eagle Talking Circle continues to be in the building. We also have the HIV AIDS pantry that upstairs that is a collaborative with Riverstone Health. So mm-hmm. HIV AIDS patients are referred to the church and to the pantry um, when they need help. We have... Um, uh, unspoken words, the native podcast um, that they're on their hundred and fiftieth episode yeah. maybe or something yeah. like that. Doing great work. Um, you know, they are all about tradition and and sobriety and healing and just yeah, that's incredible. Their little their their studio there. Forward Montana is in the building. Mm-hmm. They they are a partner on campus. And they work to engage Montana youth and young adults and whatnot in issues before us as Montanans. And they do a great job. I mean, it's just incredible, incredible. Um, We've got um, other, you know, other partners in the building. The Boy Scouts have been there for 102 years in the building. (laughs) They look really old now. Yeah, they are old. (laughs) So you let them out. Yeah. Geezer Scouts. Um, yeah, and we've got, you know, other groups that, that call our church home, which is super exciting. Other collaborative things happening. Mm-hmm. I can't think of them all right now. Oh, I'm sorry right. to say. but How um, big is the church, like the church square footage-wise? probably 30,000 square feet of space. Gotcha. And then we have That's an, insane. We have a th- uh, on 3rd Avenue, we have a little parklet, um, which right. Joe's aware of, um, with a medicine... Um, with a medicine garden and lots of folks have been harvesting sweet grass and making the braids. And, um, we have a lot of sage that is drying in the building right now because mm-hmm. we have white eagle talking server that does smudge and other people that want to come in and just smudge. So we make that available. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a courtyard interior courtyard that just through 100 strong, um, granted us some money so that we could put grass underground sprinklers, update the play furniture cool. and so now our downtown daycares are back little seeds is back in our courtyard area imaginarium's back in the courtyard and we have a big beautiful mural that was a collaborative with standing buffalo strong and the native american development corporation we are in deep relationship with the native american development corporation rocky mountain tribal leaders so i think you're going to be seeing some incredible things happening in the building going forward that That's we're working wonderful. on yeah i mean it's a huge building and i just you know trend across america is fewer people are going to church oh so much fewer in a mainline protestant church like ours in particular yeah and that's the hard thing for us Mm -hmm. is penciling out we we can't pencil out the way that church used to when it had two thousand members yeah we have a tenth of that and not all of those go to church no and so the budget has to look so different you know for us to be able to survive going forward and we may not um but you know, taking the campus and populating it in missional ways and then speaking a little bit to the bottom line has helped. Mm-hmm. But we still have an old building with old pipes and yeah. an old boiler system that cannot be um, completely funded on the current membership. So yeah. we're in a rock and a hard place, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. So that church will be as vibrant as its partnerships Um and, you know, I'm really hopeful. I'm hopeful that, you know, the church will yeah. will make it, but it's not a given. <laughs> well, no, it's not. And that's, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. But, I mean, you are making a hell of a go. Oh, yeah, we really are. Yeah. Um, pandemic was a setback for us, you know, sure. um, for, as it was for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We were not open for two years. 
basically, or yeah. maybe at least definitely a solid year and a half. And then people kind of trickle back and, and people's kind of habits change mm. during that time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. people could watch church online and, you know, so, so it has been, you know, it's been with some struggle, but, you know, I'm super proud of the work that we're doing, you know, um, there's some real exciting things coming up that can't can't say right now. But sure. <laughs> be happy to come back and talk about. Um, <laughs> but it's not really to do with the church, but things that we've been working on that are going to happen in the community that are really exciting. That's wonderful. Yeah. So is that the model that you're you're pushing for the church? It's more the uh, compartmentalized uh, groups that kind of come together on a shared umbrella, basically. Right. Yep. Uh, is that yeah. you kind of view of the church pushing forward, not necessarily the traditional way? You know, as I was growing mm-hmm. up as a kid, you go there on Sunday, dress up, mm-hmm. you know, the communion thing goes around, and then mm-hmm. you go home, basically, yeah. sort of thing. Right. Is that kind of the shift you're, you're seeing yeah. within the spiritual community, I guess you could I say? I think so. You know, the spiritual landscape has really changed sure. over not just pandemic or not since I've been there five years, it's been happening for a long time, mm-hmm. right? And it's been trending that direction. Mm-hmm. I think the high for the church was in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and then 80s, 90s, you know, it started declining, you know? Um, so yeah, I think so. I think for a church that is an urban church like ours that is so large, I think that has to be, we kind of have to be spiritual entrepreneurs. Yeah. But I think that that church has long wanted to be almost like a community center, but then also has that spiritual side to it. Mm-hmm. Because I really do believe that um, a lot of things that we can address in the wider community have a spiritual component to them that we can consider. So I think our work is really relevant and important. Um, and and that comes, that that is from homelessness to LGBTQ plus two-spirit issues, refugee and immigration issues. I mean, the whole... The whole thing for us, at least in our faith tradition, you know, we would say that, um, that we have, um, that we can bring something to the table. So then when you have a 30 square, 30,000 square foot building, can you say, how can I answer or be a part of what our community needs? And that's what, you know, I want people to say that, you know, if Billings First Church went away, that it would, it would be, um, I don't know, maybe we would have just maybe a less... Um, justice-centered community, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope people would say that, you know, because of Billings First Church, um, I'm excited about this community because of the work that we do, too. Yeah. So, like, can we impact community in, 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 in you know, powerful ways like that, mm-hmm. liberative ways, you know? So. And, you know, like Four or Six Pride, all the organizations who are doing stuff in there, they couldn't have their own building. It's right. nice that everybody can share that old boiler right. together. Right. You know what I mean? You're right. not just And you're not just heating an empty building yeah. That, you know, could be doing so many cool things. You're actually doing them, and that's lovely. It really is. It really is. Um, but, you know, we're not also, that property is not like top tier meeting space, class no, A meeting space. Exactly, you know what I no, mean? Yeah. So, so, again, kind of that multi, like those diversified funding streams need to come from all kinds of places, not only yeah. the membership, not only from some tenancy but probably grant opportunities and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and even frankly, you know, doing the sheltering, um, you know, was helpful to the church. I mean, we were able to upgrade spaces and, mm-hmm. and do things that it was a win-win for the city. And mm-hmm. there was some, there was some gain there for the church as well. So, sure. yeah. you know, could we go forward like that? You know, maybe, um, maybe I'm, I'm really hopeful. I'm working really hard to, to have that church turn the corner in that way. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. With a whole lot of, really great people in my congregation and on our council too. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, again, church known for its courage way longer than I've been there Mm -hmm. way longer. Mm -hmm. They draw the line in the sand and say, you know, we're going to go on this and it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just very lucky. Yeah. To be there and be, that was a cool opportunity for you. Yeah. 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 I got a call when I was seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So I thought I would, in the last you got a call of, when you were seven years old? I got old? a call to ministry when I was seven. On your cell phone? On my cell phone. No. <laughs> that was in the 60s. No. <laughs> but no, but yeah, I called to serve in this way. And I just thought, okay. who does that? You know, growing up, I'm like, gosh, you know. So, I mean, like, I never really pursued it. And then when I, you know, I thought, gosh, when I left downtown, I thought, I'm going to finally pursue it because, you know, I'm, I'm, right at the door of 60 right now. And mm-hmm. so I'm not going to be working for So it was like, you were almost like kind of hovering around 
it at the entire time. So you were in downtown, you were just sort of on the periphery so to true. sort of pick it, picking at the edges and then. Right. Now I'm all in. in. Yeah. Now I'm all in. Nice. And Good I think for you. You're right, That's Saki, awesome. Because like I realized over looking at things that, oh, I was always a minister. <laughs> That's it. I was mm-hmm. always trying to work it in that way, mm-hmm. you know, whatever Just I was needed the doing. practice talking in front of council. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. But you know, yeah, yeah. Looking at Dick Clark and going, <laughs> yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I did put that together finally. It took me a long time. I'm a slow learner. Hey, weren't uh, into the nun lifestyle though. No, not into the nun lifestyle. That's right. I considered it for a while, but yeah. Doesn't Bubba like Leland, man, he was my yeah. yeah. Bubba, Le- yeah. Bubba Leland. Bubba Leland was That's my a... like crush in seventh grade. I was like, I'm gonna make a lousy nun. That'll never <laughs> that will never happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That doggone truth or dare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yep. Typical Bubba. <laughs> Got a lot of a lot of people out of the convent. Truth oh, or dare. Right. Exactly. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's oh, wonderful. Yeah. I, well, I am. I suppose that's about enough. We've, <laughs> we've taken too much of your time yeah. already, but thanks for coming in and telling us what's going on there. And yeah. is, if anybody listens to this at all and then wants to help, yeah, uh, is there anything they can do? Do you need anything from anybody? Is there any well, specific or general coming need? And yeah. people are going oh. to come to the church invariably. I mean, mm-hmm. they might be looking for shelter first, but even before we were shelter first or my backyard, which was the first, yeah. our first foray into oh, yeah. helping the homeless in 2018 and 2019, and then mm-hmm. hardcore 2022, 23, you know, yeah, 21, yeah. 22, 23. Um, we're going to need hand warmers. We're going to need socks again and mm-hmm. all those things that we give out. Um, coffee, you know, those kinds of things, because some people will come in and warm up during the day sure. um, because there's not a lot open. So, yeah, if the community wants to reach out, um, they can contact me, Lisa at BillingsFirstChurch.org. Um, but if they want to help our little free store, that would be awesome. Yeah, cool. So you're going to keep that going? Yeah, to a degree. Not yeah. maybe as big as it was, mm-hmm. you know, at the time when we had, you know, 31 people yeah. every night. But love to see that happen again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks for asking, Joe. Extra coats and boots and socks yep. and yep. Yep. depends Yeah. kind of thing. Absolutely. Belts. Okay. Belts are really... Isn't that weird? Yeah, belts. Yeah. Needed belts very badly. Well, it's probably difficult to find pants that fit you absolutely perfect. Exactly. In the free store. And so. you're not always eating very well, so you That's are true. getting thin. And mm-hmm. I almost thought I'm going to do the whole, you know, get some rope, you know, and cut it, you know. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, you yeah. know, but people came through on the belts. But, yeah, belts would be really, it's an really great. Need. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, thanks a bunch, and I hope somebody can bring some stuff down to you who's thank listening you. to this. Thanks so much for the opportunity to come back again. I'm really grateful. Oh, glad to have you. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. If you ever need to tell any stories or, you know, let okay. us know what the secret thing is that you can't tell us about. Oh, I can't wait to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. That, that'll be exciting. I think you're, you'll really like it. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, come yeah. back. Please. I will. Thanks I mean, so much. We're boring anyway, so oh my gosh, it's you nice guys to have somebody else here. No, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Love it. Thanks so much.